can't really sing. <laughs> yeah. la, 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 Hello and welcome to the SBNY podcast. The week two lines are out and our picks are about to be in. Joined again for the second week in a row, Mike Palmazano and Phil DeMeo back. We were all two out of three in week one and we're ready to win you guys some more money. Mike Palmazano, what's up, man? What's going on? I hope everyone bought something nice with their money because we worked hard for you, big guys. And to be honest, I'm excited. We're going to make some more money. If you want, take those winnings, double down, triple down, whatever you want to do. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun all season right here for the picks. Now, I don't know if doubling down is the best idea, but if you trust your boy Uncle Mike, then you might got to roll with the punches because when he's right, he's right. And last week, he was right. And another man who was right, two out of three, Phil DeMeo. What's up, brother? Pete, how you doing? Before we get to you, Pete, I want to ask Mike. I know win's a win, but Mike, your Steelers only won by three to the Browns. What was up with that? When you give up 150 yards in penalties, that's basically a score and a half in my book. You're only going to win by three. First game of the season, we're fine. We're gravy. And without that punt return, you, you take the L on that. Uh, do you know who blocked that punt, Phil? Uh, Anyone? I'm sure. I'm guessing TJ Watt. No, no. No, Pete, you, want you want to take a guess at it? Um, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, no, it's Tyler Matakevich. Anyone know, anyone know who Tyler Matakevich is? Did he go to Temple? He did. He did. Oh, he did. Wow. Did. Oh, my goodness. Nothing, something's never changed. And if you are an SBNY listener who listened to our week one picks and our NFL preview, you know our man Mike Palmazano is proud of his alma mater, alma mater Temple. But you know what? Who, who is that guy? Matakevich? Who is that? Is he, is he relevant, though? Let's be real. Is he a relevant NFL player, or did he make one play? Hey, he's, he's a, he, special teams got to be special. You know that. Ah, you know wow. That. You hit me in the heart with that one. That You know that's from my high school days right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to it. Today we're going to be talking about the week two lines. But first, you know, we did mention how the three of us, all, two out of three, very solid job out of the SBNY boys. And if you'd like, I will recap real quick. Just to throw it back to last week and how how pretty solid we did, I'll uh, start with our man Phil. Phil hit it out of the park with the Rams over Indy. It was only three and a half. And thinking about how it was three and a half is crazy. But Phil hit it out of the park. Just missed on Atlanta, minus seven. They only won by six. And obviously hit Green Bay over Seattle. Uncle Mike, on the other hand, also two out of three. Hit Green Bay, Green Bay minus three over Seattle. Hit Carolina easy over San Francisco. And took the L with the Steelers. But at least the Steelers got the W overall for you. And then me, last but not least, I also had Pittsburgh with you. So we lost that one together. But we both had Carolina. That's a win. And my proudest bet of the week, Detroit, plus two over Arizona. Should have took the money line, but I put them in a parlay. Didn't matter. Win a win, a chicken dinner. Matt Stafford worth every penny. Yeah, I mean, I should have bet my whole student loans on the Rams. There's no way they were losing to the Colts. The Colts are the worst team in the NFL. Even with Andrew out there, I think they're a bottom tier team. The Rams look pretty good. I just, I gave, I gave him a, I, I don't know how Vegas made that line. It should have been 10. Uh, I mean, I guess you don't know what the Rams are doing, but man, that was a, you from right from the get-go, that was a blowout. Mike, do you want me to take you through the tease real quick? What, what you, which you yeah. did hit also? Yeah, you know what? Go through that tease. Let, let them know about the tease because we're going to give them every week. The tease, the lock of the week, just a tip. Let them know. Uncle Mike is a tease, and that's just all you need to know. And when he's teasing, he might be feeling himself a little bit, and most of the time when he's feeling himself, he's right. And well, boy, were you right again. So you hit Giants plus 17 over Dallas, which was 
so awfully close because they won. They lost by 16 points, but you who hit. Knew that gonna, yeah, who knew that was going to be the nail bite? I thought you know you thought it was going to be Minnesota. I was thinking maybe Atlanta during the day, but the Giants, man, I thought Dallas was going to come down and, and ruin that tease for me. But, you know, lost by 16, only needed 17. That was the first leg. That was the closest call of them all. But So then you had the Vikings plus 10 over New Orleans. That obviously hit. You had Atlanta plus 6.5 um, against the Bears. That obviously hit. And then Carolina plus 4.5 over San Francisco. These all seem like such no-brainer bets at this point. But that's because it's Uncle Mike's teaser of the week. And the teaser's going to hit. That's just how it goes. You know, I think this, this year's theme is going to be bet against San Francisco. I think I think San Francisco is going to be my, uh, my punching bag this year. I just have a feeling about that. And if we're talking suicide pool, you find the Jets, you find the Bills, the Colts, and San Francisco. And you find out who's playing that team. Because combined, those teams might win seven or eight games. <laughs> More than that, yeah, probably. But I'm in a big knockout pool, and I have actually four entries. I picked the Rams, and I love the Rams. I picked the Panthers, the Falcons. I would have went 4 for 4 but I picked Houston over Jacksonville. I thought maybe with Harvey and all the emotion and straight out Houston's the better team, and Houston just laid an egg, huh? I didn't understand that. No one saw that coming, and that makes this Week 2 matchup pretty dang interesting when we get to Jacksonville, Tennessee, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. It makes it like such a weird a game. Like Jacksonville played great for all intents and purposes, and Tennessee didn't play that great, but their favorite... It's a very bizarre thing, So, but we'll get into that. But I did tell you, Phil, I said you can't bet with emotion, and that's an emotional game. You're right. You're right. Bet with my uh, heart and my brain. I, I really did. Houston should be the better team, though. They should be. That's correct. But we'll I think see, that uh, offense will come around. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, not, I'm not sold in Jacksonville at all. I did not understand. I did not know that Houston's offensive line was that bad. So uh, Tennessee has a good offensive line. If you want to get right into it, um, I like the Titans this week. Oh, you're already, you're already showing your hand. I like it. But wait, before... I want to get into it. We're a couple minutes in now. I mean, the game I would like to touch is Tennessee minus two to Jacksonville. This line was five days ago. You would say that's a great line. I bet the Tennessee Titans. Without knowing the week one, what happened in week one. It's still early in the season. I believe in Mariota. I believe in the running game. Jacksonville defense line did look very, very good. I mean, Campbell had four sacks. You know, Fowler making plays. Everyone's making plays D-line. But this is the Tennessee Titans have the line, one of the better units in the game. Got two bookend tackles. Um, Mariota's going to be a little more, obviously a little more um, on the run than Bortles. Give me Titans, give me two points on the road. Jacksonville, not much of a home field advantage. Tennessee minus two, my number one pick of the week. Nice, I love it. And let me mention real quick, because I, I do actually like that pick. But I want to say, just a real quick aside, how about Bill O'Brien down in Houston just picking Tom Savage to be his quarterback all preseason, and then after one half just saying, no, nah, I'm good. Let's go, Deshaun. <laughs> that was unreal. Fickle. Fickle Frank down there. That's what Fickle I'm saying. Frank. All right, well, let's also break down the format here. So Phil just mentioned one of his first picks. So instead of going through every single game and boring you guys through that, what we're going to do here is we're each going to pick the three games we would bet and tell you who we like, and we're going to pick three games that we think you should stay away from because they're either trap spreads, we don't like the matchup, or it's just one of those toss-ups. So that's what we're going to do. So Phil obviously started us off. And he picked Tennessee minus two at Jacksonville. A pretty interesting pick. How about let's flip it over to Mike. Let's give give us your number one pick of the week. Not number, number one, one. Just give us one pick of your week. You want one pick of the week? Yeah. I'll give I'll give you one. I won't give you my uh, my number one pick. One pick this week I love. Green Bay getting three on the road against Atlanta. You got Team Green Bay, who arguably could be the best team number one in the NFC right now. 
after beating Seattle last week, who's you know everyone thought maybe Seattle's defense would shut him down. You know, you got you're telling Aaron Rodgers go in a dome, go throw it out, air it out a little bit, getting three points. I I, I think it's kind of tough. You know, telling me you know Atlanta might not win that game by a point or two. And uh, I like Green Bay this year with a healthy Jordy and you know AA Ron, you know doing his thing. Um, this is my first dog I picked of the year, so it's going to be Green Bay plus three on the road in the dome over Atlanta. Very nice. I mean, I think a lot of people are on Green Bay this year, and you see that line, two and a half. They're they're getting two and a half, right? Yeah. So yeah, they're road dogs, which you know, against the uh, the uh, NFC reigning champ, you know, it's it's respectable. But uh, so wait, when I you just think you know. Mike, when you saw that line, I have to ask. When, I, when you saw that line, first off the bat, you say Atlanta's at home and they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Green Bay. Was that like an instant reaction that you wanted to jump on that game or were you kind of like a little nervous at first? No, so, you know, it's probably thinking, you know, probably home field, right? You know, home field, it gets you, uh, get you a couple points. Let's say home field gets you two points, right? And then, you know, you get that, that extra point because you, Atlanta, you won your first game and you're the reigning champs. So now it's... It's probably it's an even game. It's as even game as you're gonna get. Um, and the Falcons equal equal defense to Seattle. You say you know maybe a little less, a little worse. And you know Green Bay showed last week that they uh, you know that they could go against a hard defense. The only thing that I might see that could be an issue is Green Bay stopping Atlanta's offense. But um, you know I'll put my put my money on uh, Aaron Rodgers getting three points in the dome, no less. That's a big thing for me. In the dome, you know he's gonna be able to air it out a little more than he would outdoors. Um, you know so. You give me Green Bay with the points. That's a good, it's that's also a good the, point. The first game of the Falcon Stadium, so maybe Aaron Rodgers Christmas that stadium up. Oh yeah, they're not even going to be in a dome, right? Isn't it? Isn't it open? It's like open eye, right? It's like um, I don't know how they. You know, I've 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 gotten headaches looking at that stadium. Um, <laughs> you know, and also they have a Chick Fil A in there that's closed on Sundays. Amazing, and, amazing. You know story. what's what's the point? You know, I mean, I think that's going to be a big. Um, you know, big no no, and I think it's going to go against Atlanta. So, another reason why I like Green Bay here. <laughs> because of the Chick Fil A. <laughs> you put a Chick Fil A, it's closed on Sundays. You know, you know, maybe for like the the Billy Joel concert, you know, once a year, you get Chick Fil A on a Thursday. But I don't know. I, don't know I, I hear you. I hear you. It's pretty weird. You know what though? I'm going to say this, and I, I don't think this is this is not one of those games that I wouldn't touch. But this is definitely a line that freaks me out. Because what do we have in week two? In week two, we have. Only week one to base off of, which is probably better than what we have in week one, which is just preseason to base off of. But think about Atlanta. They just played the Bears. The Bears are not expected to be a good team. And they competed, and they literally had multiple chances to win and arguably should have won that game and lost by six with a tough uh, hearing of the footsteps by Jordan Howard. So I see this line, and I'm like, hmm. Green Bay seems like they should be actually road favorites, in my opinion, which makes me more comfortable to pick Green Bay. But at the same time, overall, that just makes me nervous to see a line that I didn't expect like that. It'll be a good game. It's the, uh, the Sunday night game. It'll be a good game. Very nice. All right, so my first pick of the day is going to be – let me find the number. Just so, Oh, yeah. Arizona minus 7.5 at the Colts. Now, I – I think this point spread's a little high, and I know Arizona just lost David Johnson, and that's a big deal. And I know Carson Palmer struggled. But the Colts are so bad. The Colts are very bad. And I think the Arizona defense, which still has playmaking ability, is going to be able to create some turnovers. And I think they win by 10. I think Carson Palmer will have an okay game because the Colts are that bad. 
And I think the defense is the difference maker here. I like Arizona, even though they're given seven and a half. Okay. All right, I buy it. Yeah. Pick up what you're putting down. That's it. That's yeah, say, pretty simple. It's like 30 to 20 game. I can see maybe even more than that. 27-17. So I, I, I get what you're coming from. But can the Colts even score 20 points? Like, I don't even think the Colts can score 20 points. I guess they're going to have to hand the balls to Frank Gore. T.Y. Hilton's hurt, right? Yeah, I don't know. You know, their offense from that team is going to be, you know, hard to come by this year. And, you know, there's some murmurings about Andrew Luck might wanting out of Indy, which could really throw that team for, uh, you know, for a big loop for, you know, this year and, you know, years to come. Why would he not leave, want to leave Indy? That's my question. All right, well, we got to keep this moving. Let's move this on. Phil, back to you. Tell us one game that you don't want any part of. I'm going with Dallas and Denver. Um, I feel like when we did a preview, we all didn't like Denver. It came out on Monday night. As expected, defense was very good. Timmy was kind of making plays. They still have little playmakers on offense. They're going to go to Dallas and they're the ball. Dak Prescott didn't make any spectacular throws. He did what he does. He manages the game. Zeke ran for 100 yards. Dez White couldn't get separation. Um, he, he plays another cornerback. So you don't know who he got from Dez. Um, Zeke is, might be controlled. It's great uh, Denver defense. Really just like with two game-managing quarterbacks and tough defenses, once on the road and high altitude, I'm staying away from Denver and Dallas. How about Mike? What about you? So I'll give you my second game here. Um, and it's not my uh, it's not my game I love either. It's just another game. Rod and my Panthers. Oh, wait. This, um, this is a game you're picking? A game I'm picking, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, always, I was going to say, give me, give me a game that you don't want to touch. I wanted to hear a no touchy. Oh, no touchy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to you know, go against my boy Phil over there. Titans, Jags, I don't like it. Um, I just, you know, I think that's, you know, two and a half, two points right there. You know, both teams, you know, the Jags defense looks good. You know, the Titans are going to come out. Uh, you know, Mariota's going to run a little more. You know, I just, I, I wouldn't take, especially, you know, we're used to seeing Titans-Jaguars on a Thursday night, you know, and all yeah. of a sudden I yeah, have, you're right. you know, two, two teams here who, you know, might be the two, top two teams in the AFC South this year. You know, they could be the two teams jockeying for position going for first first place. You're really buying the Jaguar juice, huh? You know what? I'm, I'm probably buying more Tennessee juice, but I'm also, you know, I saw the Jaguars defense last week, and, the Texans, yeah, they could, though, a terrible offensive line. They switched their quarterback 10 minutes into the game. All the reason why I'm thinking that, you know, Jacksonville and Tennessee is seeing the writing on the wall. They're like, wow, you know, this could be, you know, our chance to, you know, win the division this year. You know, the, the Colts look like the team that's not going to be anywhere near it. Houston's got some issues down there with no quarterback, no line. Tennessee and Jacksonville are probably the two, you know, favorites, you know, in my opinion, to win the AFC South, which makes this game even more important. Both teams are going to be fighting and clawing, don't like it, I wouldn't touch it, you know, because who knows, who knows coming out of this game, you might see a blowout, you could see, you know, a close game, but, you know, two and a half points, I just, you know, it, to me, that's a pick em, and I, I don't know which team I would take here. We'll, we'll move on quick, but, like, could you see, if I told you two weeks ago, the Jaguars 2-0 and Titans 0-2, like, could you envision that two, Oof, two weeks ago? No way, that's not, like, I don't I'm know, everybody Titans, was talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, like, they were a bad team, and everybody still makes fun of um, what's his face? Blake Bortles all the time. He's he's the punchline of every other joke on on Twitter about quarterbacks. And now it's week two, and they're only a two point dog to Tennessee, who all these quote unquote experts pick to win the division. It's a little bit off putting to me, and that's why I'm with Mike on this one. I am with Mutz. I I don't like this. Wow. One. I don't like it. You really turned around on me, huh? Sorry, I, 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 I do go my way. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep it fresh. You don't know where I'm going next. 
<laughs> Speaking of, so my, my pick of the day, my no touchy, my first one that I ain't going anywhere near with a 10-foot pole is Baltimore and Cleveland. And yeah, I got too. Baltimore is a team that the defense, everyone's talking highly of. Everyone's saying they play great. Uh, they obviously shut out the Bengals right there. That's a weird performance by the Bengals to me and a great performance by the Ravens, I guess, because they shut them out. But Cleveland really showed up in week one, and I think that they are a more talented team than they were given credit for in the beginning of the year. And even Phil, Phil, you made this take last week. Deshaun Kaiser might be the best quarterback the Cleveland Browns have had in who knows how long, and he's only played one game. I think the Browns compete. This is an in-division game. Eight points is a lot. Baltimore doesn't really do much for me yet, so I'm staying away. I agree, Pete. Um, is, that your, like, is that your uh, second I, I, as well, Phil? No, no. Yeah, no, just, you know, I don't really know what QBR really like, means, but I think on QBR last week is a point seven. Who's? And then you, you, Andy Dalton versus the Ravens. Oof. So I'm guessing you're going to get a little better output. It's crazy to say out of the Browns offense, out of the Bengals offense. Uh, eight points is a lot. I know Baltimore's at home, but I totally agree with you. Uh, Cleveland, the, the, the book is out of them. They were very close to beating the Steelers last week, which many things, and many people think, win the AFC as a whole. So don't just sell off the Cleveland Browns. I wouldn't touch that game either. All right. Listen, listen. Kaiser played one game. They lost. They lost Steelers by three only because of penalty yards. Don't buy the juice yet. All right. Just let, lay off them. I, I think you know. Wait. So, so what are you? Uh, what are you saying, Mike? Are you saying that you're betting the Ravens? Uh, I would say after seeing Danny Woodhead go out last week, that they lost a little grit, and I probably wouldn't touch that game either. But yeah, if I had to take, if I had to touch that game, if I had to, I would touch the Ravens. I, I, I I'm not buying the Browns at all. All right. Well, start us back off on that train. If you were going, if you're going to touch a game, a game you would touch, what would be that game? What, give me your next one. Mike. Um, so I'm going to go with my NFC South champs, the Carolina Panthers. I uh, took them last week. You know, given five to San Francisco, I'm going to take them this week. Give them seven to the Bills. I just think you know Carolina. You know, they gave a lot of touches to to McCaffrey, my boy. Um, having a couple teams this year, I think he's going to be great. Him and Jonathan Stewart are going to be two just lightning backs. Um, but yeah, you know. The Panthers are going to start to find their groove. They're going to find out, you know, what's the right balance between throwing, between handing the ball off. Defense is only going to get better. And uh, I don't think too highly of the Bills either. Um, I think this is, uh, you know, Panthers home giving seven over the Bills. You know, just take care of business at home against the teams you'll take care of business of, and you'll win the division. And this is a game that I think seven points, you know, this is, you know, at worst a push. So I'll take the Panthers giving seven over Buffalo. I couldn't agree more. And this is the reason why. The Bills beat the Jets by nine, right? And how bad are the Jets? They're so bad. So what does that mean? The Bills aren't very good. And I think the Panthers are very good. Their defense looks phenomenal. They have a little bit more punch in their run game. Cam is on a mission. I think he's going to really take pride in this season. I'm totally with you. Panthers all the way there. Yeah, I I think uh, their plan, you know, I was watching the game. I have the ticket, which is phenomenal if you're matching on games it's just it, you know but you think red zone's great you got to get the ticket it's just it's you know, unreal but you know they're, they're just handing the ball off to, to McCaffrey you know like play after play after play you're thinking geez they're gonna wear this kid out but you know, I think they were trying to save Cam a little bit you know last year he was all banged up you know he's taking hits here and there he's he's a big dude but you know they you know they come after him and you know all that controversy over him not getting calls so I think their game plan this year is to really balance it out 
And if McCaffrey turns into the pick they think, you know, and just, you know, this player we saw at Stanford, yeah, this offense could be really dynamic. And, uh, you know, that's why I just like the Panthers even more throughout the whole season. I like Cam. I'm a Cam. Uh, I support him. I defend him. But he looked bad for San Fran. He was missing deep ball. I know his first game was Eden, but he did not look you know, like an MVP quarterback that he is. I'm trying to think, is that is that 20 to 15 year an outlier now? Like, is that, it's like, that's how the Cam Newton we're going to get the rest of his career. It's like, it's, that stands out to me. I, you know, I, I think he's still young enough, and I think he's still, you know, he's, you know, he's got to get back into his groove. You know, he did leave the Panthers to a Super Bowl two years ago, and um, I just think, you know, give him a couple games. But yeah, I agree. He didn't look as sharp, which is only just, you know, just got to get better. And the better he gets, the better the whole team gets in general. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not, I'm not selling my stock in them. Just it was an observation yeah. in camp that didn't look that great. I hear that, and I, I think the, the Panthers' defense is what carried them in 2015. And I think that's what we'll have to carry them again if they want to go on a good run. All right, let's keep moving, though. So, Phil, how about your second pick of the day? I like the Patriots minus six and a half. Uh, ten days rest. New Orleans going to start on five, six days rest. Um, New England's not going to go 0-2. Um, Again, Brandon Cook's going back to the Superdome. Um, Brady in the Dome. Uh, that defense probably got a strict yelling and discipline from Belichick the whole week. They, they look bad versus the, the Chiefs. I know... Um, Sean Payne is obviously a very good offensive minded coach, but he's not. I love the Saints, my second favorite team. You're not the Saints from you know, five years ago, four years ago. Um, Patriots are a better team. They can, they can really want to win. I can see the Patriots, you know, winning by three touchdowns. Wow. Could you imagine? Can you imagine the Patriots start the season 0 2? It's unfathomable. The Saints, nonetheless. Unfathomable. Seven point favorites on the road. You don't see that too often. Nah, in but, this case, yeah, you know, the. The Pats, they uh, they're gonna come back. They're gonna come back a little, a little angry. I think. I think this is, you know, they win by any any less than ten points, it's a loss in their eyes. I agree. And like I said last week, and I'll say it again, because you know, sick brag, AP's done. He's irrelevant. AP doesn't mean anything to the Saints this year, in my opinion. How about how about this? Is Gronk almost done? Gronk looked weird. I don't even want to say he looked bad, because that one ball that he almost caught in the end zone that was ended up being incomplete. Would have been a fantastic play, but he doesn't look like Gronk. He doesn't move like Gronk. He looks tentative a little bit. It's bizarre, and I don't really like watching him yeah, run I, around. I think we're, I think we're just, you know, no one's really used to seeing him on the field. You know, like you just saw a Patriots team who went through the whole season last year, pretty much running through all the teams, running through the playoffs with that big comeback, and they had no Rob Gronkowski. And I just think it's, you know, it's weird seeing him on the field. And they got to kind of work their offense back. They, you know, they run an offense for a whole season without Rob Gronkowski. That changed some things up. Now, you know, you got Gronk back, but Edelman's gone. And, and Amendola's out. Yeah, yeah, Amendola's out. You know, it's just, um, you know, it's just a little different kind of, you know, kinks they got to iron out. But you know, I just think mid-season Gronk, when he's getting his feet there, and Brady realizes he's going to be there, probably his number one target. Once you know, now he realizes Edelman and Amendola aren't going to be there. Yeah, I think, uh, I think. Grok is going to be in for a big midseason surge. Very good. And you know what? Honestly, that game is the type of game you can kind of see the Patriots uh, go in and dominate because they played so poorly. But it is tough with all those guys that have banged up or out. I, I still I still would touch the Patriots in that game if I went there. Um, Before we go on, the over under is 56. That's a lot. That's huge. In the dome. In the dome. I like yeah. under. All right, moving on. Oh, so I'm going to give my second pick now. Um, and I was going to try to be, oh man, 
it really is tough. I was going to try to be a little bit just like to incorporate some more games, but I I don't think I can because I want to be right, and I sure. passed on them last week. You want to win money. I want to win money. Like that's it. And I think I think the Packers are going to going to handle the Falcons this week. It made it made me too nervous that the Falcons really got their hands full with the Bears. I know Glennon looked okay, and I think Glennon's better than people thought. I know the Bears' defense, you know, actually showed up a little bit, but the fact that the Falcons struggled and honestly should have lost that game turns me off the Falcons. And if Green Bay is going to be as good as people think this year, they win this game on the road and they spoil the home opener for the Falcons. So, Pete, you think that Green Bay should have been uh, road favorites here? You, you think the the Falcons should have been home dogs? Yeah, like I, when I, when I when I see Falcons at home versus the Packers right now after that Week One. And that's part of the problem is after the week one is in my head. It's in my head. Yeah. I, w- I would call that a pick em. And I guess it's basically a pick em because they're home. They're getting two and a half points for that. Uh, yeah. But if you're going to give me two and a half points and I get to have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I feel pretty good because this is this is a real deal year for the Packers. They're going all in. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, just kind of you know bouncing off how I was saying before, this is the year they got Jordy back and – you know, they played the Seattle defense last week. I don't think that Atlanta's defense is going to be too much better, if better at all. And I just think the Packers are going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling. And, you know, dismantle and manhandle, as you think. Uh, I don't know, but, yeah, I think they're going to they're gonna win the game. It, it's funny, though. The uh, You know, you look online, there's a lot of people putting money on the, on the Falcons, and I think it's like 60-40 right now, something like that. And you always kind of go against the public, you know? Always go against the public bet, which kind of even ampl- you know, amplifies our, our pick here even more. Absolutely. All right, so let's keep this thing moving. We don't want to go too long on this. We're just talking lines, ones we like, ones we don't like. This is Sports Blog New York Podcast. I'm Pete Kennedy. Mike Palmasano, Phil DeMeo drawing, uh, uh, joins as well. So, Phil, let's go back to you. Actually, we're going to skip you because you already said two that you wouldn't touch, and that's the Ravens, Browns, Denver, Dallas. So, Mike, give me, give me your final two that you wouldn't touch. No touchy. No touchy. Um, so I was all in on the boys in black and gold last week. We're going to stray away this week only for the fact that, um, you know, you're not sure with uh, Stefan Tuitt. You know, that's a big cog out of the line. You know, he tore his biceps literally less than 24 hours after they signed to a five, six-year extension, which is you know, pretty mind-boggling. They say he's not going to be out the whole year, but, um, you know, there's going to be some mixing and matching. Um, you know, minus five and a half against the Vikings, who defense is pretty good. You know, probably a little better than the Browns. So, you know, that could be a closer game than we think. Maybe a three, four point game. So, I, you know, I just, you know, and I, you know, I'm not betting against the Steelers. You, you know, call me Homer, call me Bias, call me a bad gambler. You listen to this podcast, you're never going to hear me bet against the Steelers this year. So, uh, don't expect it at all. So, I'm just, not touching that game at all. It's Steelers or no touch. All right, what's your next one? Your, your last uh, one. Yeah. Your last no touch. So my last no touch, um, you know, we're breaking it down before, and um, I, I look at spreads that are close to, to you know, to double-digit points, and you have two on the board this week. You have two. You have the Jets plus thirteen and the hook in Oakland, and then you have the 49ers plus fourteen in Seattle. And at first, you know, I'm looking at these lines. I'm like, no way you could touch these games. No way. And you know, so now I'm thinking, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the 49ers are my punching bag. You know, if you're, if you're going to pick any game to give two touchdowns to a team, it's going to be Seattle 49ers. I probably, if I had to pick a third, you know, leave it to the Jets to spoil your bet. You know, getting, you know, 13 and a half right, and then, you know, you're betting against them or you're betting with them. I just, you know, 
I, you know, that game just kind of smells a little funky to me. It's like 13 points. Yeah, the Raiders might do it, or the Jets can come in and, you know, make a late comeback. Somehow Todd Bowles pushes the right buttons. Um, for me, oh, that's oh, wow. a game. Uh, I, I just, you know, I'll stay away from that game. 13 points. I'm looking at it, it's just a big number. 13 is a lot of points. I hear you, man. That is that is a huge number, and it is tough. If anything, you almost want to take the points, but as soon as you said to yourself, I'll take the 14 points, maybe the Jets will only lose by 10, you think to yourself, Derek Carr just throwing all over them and the Jets yeah. not, be, not being able to score. So it's really a game that I wouldn't touch either. Yeah. What does that tell you about the league this year? You have two games on the schedule in week two that the lines are double digits. It's just, you know, doesn't doesn't really tell a lot about the, uh, you know, top to bottom is, you know, some really stinker teams here. I, I'd be surprised if uh, Indy didn't have a double digit spread at some point this year either. Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to give my last two that I won't touch, and then, Phil, you have one more no touch to add. So I'll do my two, you can do yours, and then we'll give our last pick uh, that we will actually bet on uh, after that. So my last two that I wouldn't touch include similar situations but almost opposite. So the last two I'm not going to touch are the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Bears and then the Chargers and the, and the Miami Dolphins. And the reason why I'm not touching that is because the Dolphins and the Bucks did not play week one, right? So there's two ways to look at this. You can say... Remember how bad certain offenses looked in the first half and then they started to pick it up? That's because they were getting the rust off in the first half. They picked it up by the second half. Uh, maybe the Bucks and the Dolphins won't come out swinging. They're going to take a while to get going with this weird week off they had in between the preseason and this. But you can also say, yeah, but the Bucks and the Dolphins have tape on regular season Chargers and regular season Bears. So maybe the Bucks and the Dolphins have an advantage because they've seen these guys play regular game, regular season games already. So with all that thinking and all that process of trying to figure out who I like in these games, I said, no way, I'm not touching it. The Bucks and Dolphins are playing their first game of the season against two teams who have kind of tough losses under their belts already. I don't know where to go on this one. I like the Bucks this season. I just can't give the Bears... Seven points, and then Dolphins. I have no idea against the Chargers. Just no touch for me. Stern but fair. Stern but fair. Yeah, I that mean, was perfectly, perfectly to my my number one three picker was Bucks minus seven. Um, but Chicago was very impressive, but I'm thinking, but Tampa Bay's at home. They're probably angry. They're pissed off. They haven't played yet. I think, I think um, the Bears defense doesn't keep up. Doesn't match up with the pipe. The, uh, the firepower of Evans and Deshaun Jackson and Winston. I'm taking the Bucks minus seven. And my final say, my no touchy, Eagles and Chiefs. That just Eagles are very impressive. Chiefs are impressive. Minus five in Kansas City. I don't know which course I'm going to see. My final no touchy, Eagles and Chiefs. My final touchy is uh, Bucks minus seven. Touch and handsy, Phil. You're handsy. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. So you like you like the Bucks, and I agree. If this was Bucks versus the Bears. In week six, I would be all over the Bucks with this spread. You know, granted, they're actually playing to their expectation. But in week two, they haven't played yet. I just, I don't like it, but I respect that you are rolling with famous Jameis. Yeah, leave it for that. Look at all of us. You know, that's my that's my last pick. The Bucks giving seven at home over Chicago. Um, you know, I like that game. You know, I looked at it, and I just think, you know, this play is itching. You know, there's, there's guys, you know, chopping out the bit to go play. And maybe they'll be a little over-aggressive, which in my opinion is a good thing. Um, at home. I, I like the Bucks given seven. You guys talked a lot about it. It's fun that we all kind of, you know, some of us are touchy, some of us are not touchy. I'm 
you know, I'm, I'm gonna slide with Phil here. Um, and you know, I'm gonna go Bucks, given seven. So you guys are both on the Bucks for your last pick, correct? Yeah. Wow. Did I make my third pick yet? I did not, right? No. I did not. And my last pick then, if we're gonna go there. Go I'm, there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna say Oh man, this is so tough. I actually didn't really have a third pick in mind, so but I'm gonna make one right now off the dome. So right now I have Green Bay and I have the Cardinals, and I'm gonna roll with the favorites. And I think the Raiders are gonna blow out the Jets. So you, you, you like that big number? That's I don't the, like the, the big number. I don't like the Jets though. <laughs> yeah, I just you know like I, I used to. Uh, you know, I used to take these games, and then the Jets would ruin it. And I'd be like, you know, it's your own fault. It's your own fault, Mike. That's what happens you put your, your money on the Jets. They're just going to ruin us here. I hear you. So also, though, if you heard me and you're trying to make money, you can tell, obviously, I'm not the most confident in the Raiders. But those, the Cardinals and the Packers, oh, you're in there. You're in there. Absolutely. All right, so let's Two recap seconds. real quick. Um, I have, like, like I just said, the Cardinals, the Packers, and the Raiders. Mike a.k.a. Uncle Mike, has the Packers, the Panthers, and the Bucks, and Phil has the Titans, the Pats, and the Bucks. And then the no-touchies of the day. I have the Bucks, um, Bucks Bears, Chargers Dolphins, as well as the Ravens Browns. M- Uncle Mike says no-touchy on the Raiders versus Jets, the Titans versus Jags, and I'm actually missing your last one. And then, uh, Pittsburgh, my boys. Oh, yeah, and you're not touching Pittsburgh. And then really Phil- watch for fun this week. Phil has no touch on the Ravens-Browns, no touch on Denver-Dallas, and the last no touch was Chiefs and Eagles. How are you guys feeling about these picks right now? Uh, it just sounds, sounds like money. Sounds like money. Now, Don't worry about the bucket. Buck's definitely my uh, pick. I'm looking at these lines. Like, I can't pick. Um, I, like, I don't like Arizona yet. Um, Chiefs, uh, Chargers, you can't pick. Ravens and Redskins, no, no touchy for me. It's just... Very hard lines this week. That's why Vegas always wins. Uh, my final thing I wanted to bring up, uh, we didn't pick up this game up with New York podcast. Giants finest three to Detroit. What you, quick feelings. What do you guys think about that? Oh, no chance in France. I'm not. I'm not touching that one. I'm just saying. What do you? What do you? What are you feeling? I think the Lions are the better team right now. Okay, that's if, tough. Man. If I were to bet, the Giants got a lot of pressure on to win that game, and um, like I'm with Pete. That's that's Giants giving three for the home field advantage. Maybe you know. Could be a pick on a neutral site, and the way I'm looking at that is, the Giants lose this game, everyone's going to be all over them. So you know, my God, I'll say the Giants minus three because I think they're going to win the division. As I said last week, hope I'm not going to eat my words in, in three weeks, but you know, I'll take the Giants. Roll with the Giants. Yeah, is this line assuming Odell plays? I'm guessing. I think it is assuming he's playing. Yes. Sure. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, how can you be confident in the Giants right now is my main point. I know, yeah, Mike, you just said you would take them. I like, I wouldn't bet against them. Like, I wouldn't touch this game, like I said. I just think the Lions are a better team. It is pretty interesting, though, because they need this. They need it bad. Definitely. 100%. Hopefully they come home and they, they could uh, they figure it out. But they lose this game 0-2. It's going to be going to have a lot of questions to answer. All right. Well, how about the moment that we've actually all been waiting for, the real reason why we're here? And that's for Uncle Mike's touchy teaser of the week. Weep, womp, womp. <laughs> I'm excited about this one, you know, because I'm excited because uh, I had pretty much two of the games all week that I knew were going to be in the tease. And it was just a matter of kind of 
laying it out. And, you know, the third game kind of came to me pretty easily. And the fourth game, I'm not going to let you know which games I had because I don't want you to feel unconfident and confident on some. But, you know, this week was more of so just kind of plugging in that last game that I had to kind of think about. The first two games I, I loved. So I'll get right into it. Right into it. Uh, first game is going to be New England plus six on the road. I was once again, folks. Ten, ten point teaser. Four games. It's going to win you six to five. So uh, buck twenty win you hundred. Buck eighty win you one fifty. So on so forth. Six win you five. Uh, New England plus six. I like that a lot. I just think they're going to you know win outright. But you know, getting six points a little cushion. Why not? You're going to meet Oakland minus a half against the Jets. Oakland's got to oh, beat the Jets. Oakland's got to beat the Jets, all right? And once again, I know I go against, uh, you know, don't let the Jets beat you, but I don't think anyone's picking the Jets to win this game. If the Jets win this game, you know, then uh, I don't know what to say. Oakland's got bigger issues. What's it meant to be, Uncle Mike? What's it meant to be? Yeah. I don't know the line, uh, the money line on the Jets right now, but if the Jets winning straight up has to be like a plus 500 money line, no? At least? The Yeah, you know, they just get 14. I, I don't know. I, I just can't, you know. You know, I don't want. I don't want to get into it because the more we talk about it, the more the, the Jets have a chance of winning. So <laughs> okay, keep going. Uh, you know, keep going. Talk two, about it. You got two uh, teams out of four on the tees. What do you got? Uh, my third game here is uh, the Cardinals are getting, uh, I believe, five and a half in Indy. Once again, the, the game they can win straight up, but plus five and a half. You know, for that field goal, for that uh, you know, just maybe a safety point. You know, just five and a half on the road in Indy, and finally. The Seahawks minus one against my punching band, the San Francisco 49ers. Just, you know, win the game by two points because a push will break your tees. You know, keep that in mind. So that's, uh, you know, another game I think, you know, I like a lot going in. So final 10 game, uh, 10.4 game teaser, Patriots plus six, Cardinals plus five and the hook. Raiders got to win the game and Seahawks given a point at home. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you mind the name Uncle Mike's touchy teasers? Uncle Mike's touchy cheeses. Yeah, let's go with it. You know, I think you named it that last week and we won. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I believe the Italians said back in uh, 1400. <laughs> it sounds sounds uh, valid to me. I'm not going to yeah. dispute it. No. Don't you do it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, how about this? Let's finish off. What are you looking forward to to week two? Not not regarding betting, not regarding fantasy, just, just pure NFL football. What are you looking forward to for week two? And then we'll end up. Uh, putting you guys on the spot here, I know it's a tough question. Yeah, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing who's real and who's uh, fake. That's usually what you kind of find out week two to week three. So, um, you know, are your are your Pats? You know, could they go into? I doubt it. I doubt it. Could the uh, the Packers go into Atlanta? No, probably two teams contending for the division. Uh, yeah, the, the week two is kind of you know, starting very slightly to weed out those teams, and uh, I'm excited to see which teams will come back next week. Like, wow, they lost! Like, what? What idiots? What you mokes? So that's probably what I'm most looking forward to in week two. How about you, Phil? Um, I want to see the Bucks. Like, I want to see Winston. I want to see Evans. I want to see Jackson. I'm not really excited about. Uh, kind of want to see Jay Cutler play the ball around too. I'm really excited to see the Bucks at home versus the Bears. And like what my Uncle Mike said, uh, I want to see the Patriots. Go at it versus uh, the Saints. And I kind of want to see um, how bad the Jets are. I really want to see <laughs> how they act in Oakland. If they really are as bad, if they have a fighting chance, I think we're going to be interested in Sunday. I like that. So you like the Bucks and the Dolphins. I think those are super interesting games to watch. Because how often do you have the truest of unknowns 
a team that you never saw before this season in week two. So that's interesting off the bat. Uh, I think another interesting aspect is those teams like the Patriots and the Giants who had expectations and lost in week one. Um, another one is Seattle that you could throw out there who lost in week one. Who you can say they're supposed to be good teams. It's only week one. Let's not try to over um, you know overreact or anything like that. But the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is straight up the Chiefs versus the Eagles. I picked the Eagles to win the division. I think they're a very good team. They have to go into Arrowhead. I've been you know, chatting up Carson Wentz. Let's see if he can hang against the Chiefs defense, and let's see if this Chiefs offense is as dynamic as they looked in week one because they put on a, a show late in the game against the Patriots and throughout the most of the game, but especially late. So that's the matchup right there. One o'clock game in Kansas City. It's going to be popping. Can Carson Wentz show up? Can the Eagles hang with a team like the Chiefs? That's my number one thing. All right, though. So any last words? We're going to end off this podcast. 40-minute week two picks. We made the ones that are going to win you the money, hopefully. You guys got any last words? Um, I agree with the, uh, the Chiefs and Eagles. It's going to be a great game. Um, don't overthink it still. Uh, with these lines, look, as I said with Tennessee Jacksonville, I opened up with that. As I told you five days ago, Titans were buying the stupid for the Jaguars. You would jump on it. I just don't overthink from week one. Go with, go with what you know about the teams, the personnel, the, the offensive line, defensive line, and just don't overthink from week one. Mike, how about you? Um, I'm excited. I think, uh, you know, the lines we think are a little confusing, but the more we start to see these teams, the more we're going to find out which teams are going to ride all season. Um, and just in case you were wondering if I had a college bet this week. Oh. I did. Oh, I was I wondering that. A little extra touchy this week, huh? Just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I know everyone's thinking about Oklahoma's giving 34 to Tulane. Um, but, no, I'm giving uh, Florida minus 4.5 to Tennessee. So you take that game. Oh, I like it. Bringing in the college game into it. I love it. Yeah. Um, my thing is, I did this in week I one. one. I have one more before we, we end. Oh, me, me too. So I'll, I'll throw this one out there. You throw it out, and then we'll, we'll close out for the day. What I did in week one, which made me a happy camper, is I paired my main bet with a two-team teaser. Very simple. Very simple teaser. And it was Panthers plus seven, as well as Falcons plus seven. Oh, no, no, sorry. It was Falcons pick them and Panthers plus seven. And it was a teaser. It was $30 to win $30 to win $25, which would have covered my bet if I hit that and lost the other one. It was a really nice little blanket I had because I had a really strong feeling the Falcons were going to win until the last possession and the Panthers really dominated the 49ers so I basically hedged my bet with that little teaser and I felt pretty good going in felt even better coming out winning the teaser and the other bet so little tidbit if you want to feel a little frisky and try that out this week got it and to go off what uh, Muddy's on Saturday if you're feeling some action on Saturday if you don't want to do football there's one big boxing match. Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin. Right now, Canelo is plus 125. Triple G is minus 155. I think if you like to win money, like to bet the underdog, Canelo 125 some great odds. The guy, he's younger, more powerful. He's only lost to Floyd Mayweather when he's young. If you feel like going out Saturday night, you're watching the game, want to put a little money on it, I'm going to bet Canelo. Very nice. I like it. Bringing in some other sports into the New York, the Sports Blog New York podcast betting scene. I love it. Thank you guys for giving us your picks, and hopefully we keep winning some money, right? No, we're above 500. 
That's right. We're going to stay above 500. All right. My name is Peter Kennedy. I'm joined by Phil DeMeo and Mike Palmisano. As always, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And come back next week for more picks from the SBNY pod staffers. Have a good one.